0: this is wetlock my true unscripted chronicles as a prison wife join me on my journey as i bring you crazy stories informative facts updates on my husband advice from my family and friends and special guests giving their true life stories on the prison system this is not your average love story. Welcome to Wetlock. Hey guys, thank you for joining me for bonus episode two. I have added a new segment to each Friday's bonus episode, and guys, you are in for a treat. And guys, thank you so much for all your positive feedback. I just want to thank everyone who has listened and subscribed. I am even much closer to my subscribers goal. So thank you guys. You are much appreciated. Now let's jump into my shout outs and Q&As. I think it is very very important that for every episode every bonus episode that is that I take the time out to give my personal thanks to a few people um who have reached out to me personally who have sent me great feedback and um this episode this bonus episode is really for you guys for me to address um questions for me to address comments and most of all for me to take this time to personally personally thank some of you guys um and and give you shout outs and i want to continue to dedicate my bonus episode to showing my appreciation um to each and every one of you first i want to um give a special thanks to Demita uh, Demita Bishop of FAIR she began her journey about two years ago helping inmates who have been unfairly sentenced she has also been a go to for me when I've needed her help when it came to my husband and different issues that he faced um, and if you guys need her help guys listen whether guilty or innocent black white whatever the case may be if you are anyone you know your family your friends has been wrongfully um sentenced please guys reach out to her she can definitely help you um she is really really good and as time has gone on i have watched her grow i have watched her knowledge grow and again she is the go-to so you can find her on facebook and instagram both up under her name damita d-a-m-i-t-a bishop and guys it's worth it it's definitely definitely worth it um She is here to help. She is of service. So please, if you need any kind of help, advice, or anything, do not hesitate to reach out to her. I also want to give a special thank you and shout out to my cousin, Khadija. She (laughs) sent me a message saying that she is now invested and she anticipates the seasons to come. And... I am so appreciative of her even taking the time to listen because she just had a baby and she's busy. So I sh- certainly, certainly appreciate it. Um, my next shout out is to my homegirl Angie, AKA Superstar. Thank you for your support and um, seeing seeing me taking this to another level, Um, guys, she reached out and gave me a message. And it was very encouraging, you know, telling me that she saw something big within the situation um, that I'm trying to do with this podcast. So I really, really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much, Angie. And just thank all of you guys. Thank everyone who has pass the word on thank everyone who has subscribed thank everyone who has supported i am definitely appreciative of you i am super super close to my subscribers goal guys and once i reach that goal my podcast now will start generating money um, for me and that's a big thing so thank you again for all of the support now what you all been waiting for these Q and A's. You know, I told you guys I love it. I loved answering my questions for the first time last week. So we're going to jump into these questions, guys. Again, thank you so much for joining in on my journey. All right, guys. So question number one, how have you enjoyed this podcast? Do you feel like it's therapeutic for you? Um, I enjoy it. I really, really enjoy it. I love doing it. Um, I am learning a lot. Um, doing it as far as the editing and you know just the structure. So it's I, I'm really enjoying it. I'm re- I really, really am. Um, I'm definitely enjoying the fact that people are really enjoying it themselves like when I get messages about you know they like it they enjoy it you know it's keeping them entertained and just things like that it's surprising to me because I didn't think like just something so personal and maybe simple to some is you know is, 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 is enjoyable outside of myself because it's my journey and my situation. So yes, I do enjoy it. Um the second part of the question is do you feel like it's therapeutic? <sighs> I have been thinking about this answer since I got this question and um let's see. I am going to say it's therapeutic in a, in in a certain sense because I get to say what I need to say and say how I feel without <laughs> interruptions. Um, and when I say that, I mean, I know my thinking sometimes is is very complicated. Um, I analyze a lot of things and everybody doesn't think like me, nor does everybody think like, you know, everybody else. But being able to talk, and and let people understand my point of view and and where I'm coming from and how I'm thinking without having to make it debatable um I really enjoyed that part. I definitely enjoyed that part. Um because I I kind of talk through things through my head. Um I, I, I meditate. I am a meditator. You know, I meditate in the morning. You know, I do my candles and my incense. You know, I burn my sage. So the things that I probably think about um, that I might need to work out in my head or something like that, I really have gotten to a place in my life where I meditate and I just get quiet um, I I write out a lot of things too. So my therapy has really been me writing, and um, and it's then cr- you know what is so crazy as I'm answering this question, I, I'm I'm thinking like literally, another part of this answer is my husband, like. I can talk to him about anything and everything, so when things are bothering me, I talk to him about it and it's it's and the reason why I'm saying that is because I have never had a spouse that I could share you know just raw feelings like how I am really, really feeling about certain things because a lot of times what I do is I just kind of deal with it. You know, I I deal with it. I process it. Either either I got to let it go or I have to do something about it. And that's pretty much how I've dealt with a lot of things. But with my husband, um, now that I have that person I can really talk to, like my therapy is with him. Like I just really thought about that. I really talk to him about a lot of stuff. Because again, a lot of people don't understand my logic. A lot of people do not get where I'm coming from with, um, with a lot of things. And he understands me. He understands me. Um, my mom, you know, my mom is like my best friend. I can talk to my mom about everything and anything. So it's only, but so many people that get me, my mom gets me, my brother gets me, you know, my husband gets me, my best friend gets me as well, but it is with him it is so it is just totally totally different. So, I'm not going to say the podcast is therapeutic um because I'm, you know, coming out talking about different things it's it it's good for me because I can actually say what needs to be said. you know, I can just put it all out there and then I can just leave it alone. So um, I'm gonna say yes and no. I guess I can answer that way. It's my podcast. <laughs> okay, so question number two, are you and the last guy you dealt with still friends are cordial? okay I am going to assume that this question is based off um previous statements that I have made in regard to dealing with somebody in jail before or, or something like that that that's what I'm gonna assume that this question is asking me and the answer is no um we are not friends and and I say that meaning we're not friends like we're not friends like we don't we don't communicate we don't talk you know we don't we don't do anything now cordial if i was to see him somewhere um yeah i would speak i mean i have no ill feelings towards him i don't have any you know bad i mean i don't have any ill feelings whatsoever um probably in the beginning but now no i mean i would definitely speak but no we're not friends um and yeah like no (laughs) like that was a crazy ass question (laughs) but no we're not friends but yes i i would be cordial i would speak like i mean he's not a bad person it's not like he like just did me super super dirty or nothing like that you know um and the reason why I'm sure that question was asked, I, I probably leave a lot of things up in the air to speculate and think about, and that's only because I'm never going to address it. I'm not going to address it out of respect for my husband, and I'm not going to address it because, again, like I am a private person, so I'm not going to get all into that, Um, you know, what happened, what didn't happen, what do I mean when I say this, that, and a third. Just know that we are not friends. Um... And it's not a bad thing that we're not friends. Just know, yes, if I saw him somewhere, I would speak. There's no bad blood. There's no ill feelings or anything like that. Okay, question number three. Will you continue this podcast once your husband's home? Because as a listener, I'd love to hear how your journey will continue. Yes, I will. I have been thinking about that. I mean, I got a little bit of time. I definitely got a little bit of time. Um, to figure all that out, but yes, I definitely want to continue because once he comes home, the journey is still going to keep going. Like, I mean, when he comes home, he is going to be on supervised release, you know. So, it's going to be some things that, um, we're going to still, you know, be faced with. I mean, supervised release, like, he's going to be in my face all the time. I'm definitely going to be. Doing a couple of more seasons <laughs> once he gets home. <laughs> so yes, I will continue this journey. Okay, next question. Um, how were you able to talk? How were you able to talk to him so much, especially in Miami and watching verses and movies? Okay. Um, I kind of felt like this question probably was going to come up uh, when I start saying how we talk all the time. Um, where he had been where he's been for the past two and a half years, or close to three years, um, before he got transferred to the actual prison where he will do his time, he was in two different holding facilities. So they were able to have tablets. And that's how we were able to talk all the time. Um um the tablets which gave him freedom to be in his room talking to me, uh, sitting down watching T V talking to me. So that's how we were able to do that. It was kinda like having a cell phone, yes. So no, he wasn't like standing on a wall phone for like hours or anything like that. He was um able to move around and able to like sit in his room and stuff like that so that is how we were able to communicate so much i mean it was extremely expensive but yes we um that's how we that's how we communicated uh, a actual tablet now being that he is in the um uh, federal custody at this point they don't have tablets that i know of um so it would definitely be a lot more difficult, and we will not talk as much. Yo, know, you know, downside to that. But a tablet, a tablet is how we were able to talk so much. Next question: Do you have a relationship with your husband's kids? <laughs> um. Ugh. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this question, but I'm gonna say this. As a woman as a person who, again, you guys know by now, I don't, I don't do the disrespect. And, um, I do not believe on speaking on people's kids. Now I'm saying that to say that I'm going to answer the question, but it's going to be a very short answer due to the fact that I don't like, I really don't talk about people's kids unless it's like my niece, my nephew or something like that, because a I do not have a relationship with his kid's mom, um, with any of them. So therefore I do not feel comfortable speaking on anybody else's children, especially when I do not have their permission or we have not talked about it or anything like that. So that's why I'm, you know, giving the disclaimer first. Um, but to answer that, no, I don't. Two of his kids are, um, younger and, And his oldest daughter, um, we are, I actually, you guys have to keep in mind that my best friend, um, has been my best friend before me and him even got into a relationship. Um, so his oldest daughter, I did, I did know before him, um, I do not really consider my relationship with her, based on him, because my relationship and my friendship with her was was um it came from being around my best friend. But to answer that question as a whole, um, no, I, I I don't. I I want to give my husband um the chance to come home and for him to incorporate that into our lives so that will be something that he would have to do that would be something that he would have to sit down and talk to the mother of his children about and until then you know it's all love you know now if he needed me to do something for his kids and 100 percent, of course but um yeah as of right now no i don't next question have you planned your first visit um and now now will it be awkward being you are his wife oh okay i get it um no i haven't planned my first visit because again he is on 23 hour a day lockdown um, due to quarantine and by him just getting transferred, I think this is a part of the process before he goes to population. So, no, I haven't scheduled my first visit. I will as soon as um, he's in population. I will be on the road probably that following week. <laughs> now, um with the COVID thing They were doing contact visitation up until a couple of days ago because there was um, uh, uh, something going on at one of the warehouses um, where the commissary, I want to say, comes from. So they pretty much shut everything down. So as of right now, I do not know, you know, I do not know what the guidelines are, the restrictions are going to be at this moment, but. Like I said, as soon as I am able, I am there. And the second part of the question is, will it be awkward being you or his wife now? So this is the thing. <laughs> this is the thing. My first time seeing him in visitation, it's not going to be awkward But, yeah, when I see him for the first time, I will not be my best friend's niece. I will actually be his wife. And it will not be awkward at all. Um, It's just I did not look at it like that. Like, I really didn't look at it like that. The first time I see him, I'm seeing him as his wife and and him as my husband. No, it won't be awkward, but definitely... um, different it'll be different but i guess that's awkward too huh so i don't know i I don't know guess what when it happens we'll revisit this question next question did you two actually spend ten thousand on calls (laughs) yes (laughs) to answer that hell yes um yes we did and Oh that and that is going to be another topic that I will jump into in um few in a future episode, uh, future episode because I do want to target um the financial side of this because it, it it gets expensive, it definitely gets expensive. What I have noticed and and my mom is the one who brought it to my my attention that these holding facilities. Um, You spend a lot of money at the holding facilities because of the fact they're not going to be there that long. So I guess they're going to try to juice you for everything you got until they get into where they're supposed to be. And it's not that much. I mean, it's nowhere near that kind of money that you're going to spend. But yes, we were. um, Yeah, we were spending a lot of money, like fourteen to fifteen hundred dollars a month on 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 calls. And that is why. Um, I continuously keep saying how our bond is and how our connection is so strong because we could not get off that phone. We could not get off those calls. It's like we had to talk to each other all the time. And even before I went to bed at night, it got to the point where I could not close my eyes unless I was on the phone with him, unless I was talking to him. So that connection that we have, it was so strong, guys. Like, It cost. (laughs) That strength was expensive, (laughs) but yes, yeah, yeah, ten thousand, probably a little bit over that. Over that, that was kind of like a guesstimation. Um, but yes, it it was definitely uh, in the ballpark of ten thousand. So that concludes all the questions. Don't forget, guys, if you want to submit me any questions, you can email me at wedlockpodcast at gmail.com or you can actually go up under each episode and you can click where it says episode website it'll send you straight to a um another link where you hit a button it just says message you hit message and you just go i will get the questions and comments or whatever you want to say and i will address them on each bonus episode which is on fridays so again i love it i love the questions keep them coming thank you so much for tuning in and joining me on my journey. This is bonus episode two. And guess what, guys? It is time for my favorite part of all my episodes, my husband's update. My husband is doing great, guys. Um, <laughs> Let me tell you guys how... He called me yesterday completely out of breath and I'm like, What is going on? And he tells me how he um had hurried up and ran to the phone so, you know, before the um line built up or whatever. And when I tell y'all he was out of breath, and I was like, Okay, but well, baby, catch your breath, <laughs> you know. So he just started laughing because I don't think he thought that I could hear him, but he was completely out of breath. My baby ran to that phone to call me um, and probably damn near almost passed out because he had a mask on his face, but it was too, too funny. Um, but yeah, he's doing really, really good. Um, he The commissary was shut down. He's supposed to get commissary on Tuesdays, but it was shut down due to... A COVID outbreak at the actual warehouse where I want to say the commissary comes from. I'm not really sure on the details on that, but the commissary was shut down. So he wasn't able to get any of his commissary. And this would have actually been the first commissary he would have gotten because when he was transferred there last week, um, he got there the day after commissary so he was a little annoyed with that because like I told y'all my husband loves his hygiene he ready to shave his head because he say his hair hurt um he's talking about he ashy he need lotion and just all kind of stuff guys he is just he gotta get his handsome on but um so yeah COVID is shut down which that's how we got into talking about the visitation um they stopped the visitation as well He, um, he also spoke to me about, you know, my husband, um, before he, um, was arrested. He, he himself, his nephew, um, step, uh, YFN step, rest in peace step. Um, they, they, they were doing music. They were, they were into music and he had, uh, entertainment, uh, company, extra entertainment, So, uh, one of the things that he wants to do while he is away is he wants to release a lot of music, um, especially his nephew stuff. So I am in the process of trying to get all his music, um, get everything cataloged correctly. I am trying to make sure everything is copywritten. I am trying to make sure everything is ready for distribution so that when it's time, you know, whenever he wants to start releasing things, all the paperwork and you know, all the legalities are in place. So that was um one of the things that, that we talked about. And again, I told you guys, you you become you become their secretary, you become their administrative assistant um when they're away. And it, it's it's a it's a part of the job. It's a part of the job. But other than that, he is he's doing fine. He's doing fine. His spirits are still up, you know, he's still taking it one day at a time, he's still in his positive frame of mind, and of course, you know. I'm loving it because I am back talking to my husband every day. You know, I told you guys I could not wait to get the norm back. As a matter of fact, his friend, um, he calls and checks in, um, you know, to see how he's doing as well. He's also locked up. So he is always calling and, um, (laughs) you know checking in on him and when he called yesterday he was like oh my god your voice even sounds different like you just seem like a whole weight has been lifted off of you because when i was calling you at first when he was in um atlanta you could hear it in your voice and you could like it was. i was stressed i was stressing for him I, I didn't like any parts of that at all but he is he's fine he is doing so fine as a matter of fact my husband is so crazy y'all oh my god he Somebody told him um, that once he gets to be able to transfer to another prison that he actually can have, you know, someone come pick him up. And they have a certain amount of time to get him there, which I thought that was, you know, how it goes when it's time for him to go to the halfway house. But that's what somebody told him. And one thing, if you don't know anything else when it comes to um, information in the, in, in the prison, it's a lot of, a lot of jailhouse lawyers and, and uh, judges and all kind of stuff. So, you know, with my husband, when you tell him something, he, he gonna go, he is going to stick with that. And if that's what it said, not saying he gonna go for anything or nothing like that, but it's like, if you tell him that's how it is, he gonna, baby, baby, let me tell you what I heard. I heard such and such and such and such. And I just be like, that sounds too good to be true. I mean, especially saying I can come pick him up and take him to where he needs to go. Um, but we have to be there in a certain amount of time. And it's not the halfway house. I was like, it's, I mean, they're allowing something like that. That's That's almost too close to freedom. But... When I tell y'all, they should have never told him that cuz my husband called me with a whole plan on, you know, you need to get a sprinter, you know, you need to get this. So when we when we get on the road, I'm like, "Oh my god, like he think we going to have a um a a sexathon or something for like 7 or 8 hours." And I'm like, "Are you trying to kill me?" Like, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anybody, unless you a damn robot, This, this I mean, Lord have mercy, but I get it, I get it, I get it, and I, if I can, if I can put in seven hours, hey, it's a go, <laughs> but again, that's how I know my husband back in good spirits, but anyway, he is great, he's great, he's great, he's great, Um, he want me to let you guys know that he really does appreciate um all the love and support that you guys are giving and um you know helping me get my subscribers up so again we are appreciative and he you know also said that he is excited to um jump on this podcast with me once he gets into population i will be able to you know um record me and him talking on the phone from time to time. So you get little snippets of, of you know, our, our love, our journey, you know, firsthand from him and me. So thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please keep him in your prayers. Please keep him uplifted. Again, you guys are appreciated. Thank you for joining me on this journey, on my journey, on our journey. So I know I told you guys I had something special I was adding to bonus Fridays. I am so excited to announce that my friends, Michelle and JoJo, yes, you heard me right. Michelle and JoJo are now a part of this podcast. You get to hear from two phenomenal women who have done over 10 years behind prison walls. And I myself am proud of both of them. So, every Friday, guys, please join myself, Michelle, and JoJo as we talk about their experiences as women behind prison walls. And listen, they got a story to tell. They have something to say. But guys, they got tea. They got tea, guys. And it is hot. Again, every Friday, bonus Fridays, myself, Michelle, and JoJo. And let me just tell you guys, this is an honor. I am truly, truly honored to share this platform with these amazing women. I am ecstatic that my friend Michelle is on this podcast with me. Literally ecstatic that she's on this podcast with me. If you don't know Michelle's story, you will know Michelle's story. You will know JoJo's story. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for tuning in for Bonus Fridays, Episode 2. I hope you will continue to join us. This will definitely be educational and entertaining. Episode 2, Bonus Episode 2, guys. So now, Michelle and JoJo. I am so excited to have my friend my almost near to free friend you almost near to free right friend yeah girl okay yes. okay so I have Michelle and Jojo on the phone with me hey. and say hey guys hey what's up all right so I told you guys that on Fridays this is a new addition to the episode and all right so check this out before we get started I do want you guys to introduce yourself (coughs) oh excuse me Michelle I'm sorry oh my god um tell these people who you are tell them about yourself tell them um a little bit of your story okay well my name is Michelle.
1: Um, I've been uh, incarcerated. It'll be 13 years in April. Um, I started off originally with a life sentence. I had a 30-year life sentence until just recently, last July, I got my sentence reduced to 20 years, and um, I got pulled. So I'm 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 halfway home, but um, you know I'm I've, I've overcame a lot. I've been through a lot and I'm I'm just ready to elevate and go to the next level in life. I have a a a great story and I have grown and I've learned so much so I'm just ready to share with you guys my knowledge, you know, my stories and maybe my testimony can help the next person. Yes, I
0: I agree with that one. Okay, Jojo, tell us about yourself.
2: All right, what's up? I am. My name is Jovanda, but I do go by JoJo. So, um, I just want to thank you for you know letting me come on here and and share some of the things that I've been through. Um, I've also too was incarcerated for twelve years, over a decade. Um, away from my family, away from my friends. Um, just, just fully, um, having to deal with myself, having to look in the mirror, having to face myself every day. So. You know, me being on here, I'm very excited because you know I wanna I wanna be informative, but you know at the same time I also wanna just shed some give some awareness to what's really going on um, behind the wall for real. Um, but I am also too very excited, and um, I'm just you know I'm ready to just spill it. <laughs> spill it girl spill it yeah <laughs> we okay well
0: <laughs> well i would definitely say i am super excited um that michelle even said something to me because of course you know anything that i have going on she's gonna be a part of it but um i did not know if she was really ready well both of you guys you know really ready to get on here and just put everything you know out there for everybody but people need to know people need to learn it's a lot of people going through this you know i myself having a husband incarcerated um which he will be out 2028 i believe that's like the maximum release date or whatever and we are fighting um oh we all got stories um not all coming from the same place so to speak but before we get started, because I'm I'm gonna let y'all just go. I'm gonna let y'all have this um this segment. This this segment is you guys, but I have one question. One question, y'all. I wanna know what is the deal with baloney. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, that's the deal with it. That's the fried girl. Ooh, what is the down. deal with the baloney? Like I mean <laughs> I'm, I am you know, told y'all like I almost lost my entire relationship behind a bologna sandwich so I'm trying to figure out if your boyfriend told you or your husband, your fiance or whatever that he don't feel like cooking and y'all just go um, go eat bologna, I mean is it that bad?
1: Well, I never ate bologna until I got to prison and actually I love it, it's so good, especially fried in the microwave. yes uh, it's really good, I like it, but I can understand from somebody who has been locked up and, and you get packouts, you eat bologna every single day, so it, it gets tiring. It does get tiring, so yeah, that's probably why he kind of felt some kind of way about bologna like, listen, I've been eating it.
2: I don't want to hear Girl, about I
0: thought it was made of dog food, like the way he was acting. I'm like <laughs> I'm like, is it a new edition bologna that I don't really know about? No, here? you know what?
2: I think the issue was you did not offer him a bologna burger. See, oh the b- wait, bologna on. burger is a whole other level. A bologna okay. burger? Yes, it's extra fries, the thick one. You you put the three slits in it, and you just wild out. That's what you're supposed to do.
0: Girl, you're gonna have to show me how to make that at home. <laughs> and,
2: look, and look, you even put lettuce and tomato on it like it's for real,
0: like it's yes. a BLT, but yeah, baloney bologna bologna. bologna. Yep. bologna. That's a, that's baloney lettuce and tomato. <laughs> yeah, that is a yes. BLT. Yes. Oh my god, okay. So I don't feel I, okay, I feel better, but dead ass when he get out, I'm going to buy one of them big ass loaves of baloney from the deli. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> We eating baloney. Damn Mm-mm. that. <laughs> okay, well, guys, look, I'm gonna let y'all have this. Go for what you know. T- talk to these women. Um, even when it comes to you guys, like you guys being locked up, like, like, where, how were you if you did? But how would you maintain, you know, a relationship? Like, did did do you feel like you want to let people just live a life? Do you trust like? You know what I'm saying? So just tell them. Tell tell them whatever, whatever. I told these people we we, we at the child hall right now. We sitting down, we eat, we talk shit. We having bologna sandwiches. Man. We're it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell them, hey, tell
2: them whatever you want to tell them. Let me tell you something. One thing we're not at is at the child hall.
1: Please <laughs> <laughs> don't put us back in the child hall. Okay,
2: <laughs> because if you were... If you were at the chow hall, Rashida, baby. First of all, you get locked in the chow hall. You can't come back out. All right. You have at least ten minutes to eat, and it's utter chaos. I'm talking. Whoa. About you. Yeah. you know,
0: my husband told me, "Oh my God, y'all!" So he told me that. Okay, he had did fifteen years before. Okay, when he was uh younger, but he told me that to this day, when he was free. That he still eats that fast. Man,
2: it's, it's sad. Me too.
0: Like, he was like, baby, I promise you, if you go with me to a restaurant, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Like, he's like, I eat like that. Like, I got 10 minutes, and he said he still eats like that.
1: Well, I do
2: too, so... <laughs> You're going to have to get it with me too. I'm I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. Like for <laughs> So real. you can't
0: like slow down? Like you can't be like, okay, I'm free. I'm tripping. Like, let me slow down.
1: I've been trying that. I ain't lying at work. I've been trying it. I've been trying it. It works sometimes, but sometimes it don't work.
2: Because
0: it's just automatic, huh?
2: Yeah. Now, like, I eat fast because the food is good. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm like, I never had none like this before. <laughs> oh my.
0: Yeah. That's, oh, that's hell no. <laughs> I don't
2: know why Michelle was
0: even <laughs> <laughs> <that food> nasty. <laughs> Yeah. Damn. Okay, so, friend, I mean, I'm going to have to be looking like Michelle. These folks looking at us.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Because my mama, when she first came to visitation, when I say I was eating so fast, she just was looking at me. She ain't say nothing now. She, but I knew what she was thinking. She was just looking like, damn my boy, baby. She just and then guess what? I got acid reflex, all kind of stuff just from eating so fast. Damn. I, I'm wow. trying to work on mindful eating. Like I'm trying to. I'm trying to, but I'ma keep because it's it's very crazy.
0: I mean, I'm sure it's learned behavior. I'm sure when you first got there, you probably was eating normal. You know what I'm saying? And you had to No, pick you up. was not eating. You was not eating. Oh damn. <laughs> you was looking like, what the hell? Uh-huh. <laughs> You were trying to find something to eat. Oh, damn. Okay. Until y'all stumbled yeah. up on that baloney. All right. Man. <laughs>
2: that BLT. That that's BLT. That. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. But you know what, Rashida? Like, it's so much uh, trauma that you wouldn't even recognize. Just like eating fast. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's so, you know, that's not. A social norm that's not acceptable yeah. in society. So you know that it's kind of crazy because even something that small, like going out to dinner, and you feel like all eyes are on you as you eat because you cannot breathe as you're eating. Yeah, <laughs> for real. It's
0: like it's like it's like like how they treat like an animal. You know what I'm saying? Like who. Yeah. What human being can literally eat in 10 minutes? So you like scarfing your food down. Like I I all I, I every every episode I continuously say that people treat prisoners like like they're just animals or like like a non human or something. How do you think how can somebody eat in 10 minutes? So now you done created a habit where a person is scarfing down food like dogs. Like my cat eat fast like that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's crazy
1: yeah
0: that's crazy it's, it's,
1: yeah they create all kind of traumas ptsd anxiety yeah it's it's bad girl but
2: and then while you're sitting in the child hall there's so much going on rashida it's like the girls next to you they having a full-blown argument because they go together and they mad because they uh, you know, across the way, you got somebody saying, "Hey, hey, you gonna eat that? You gonna eat
0: that for you So that they really do the you gonna, you gonna like. eat your so cornbread thing. They they really <laughs> <like>
2: that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Damn. you because people are hungry. People ain't got nothing. You know what? Like uh, inside a facility, people that are incarcerated, that it's reflecting the same things that's going on out here in the world, but on a on a very tight scale. Yeah, like for real. Like you know, we out here. The struggle is real. Like people are really doing everything that they can in order to survive, right? Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so inside prison, I mean, it's the same thing. Them people doing whatever they can to survive because they feel the impact from their family. So them bologna sandwiches, yeah, yeah. That, probably hit, that probably hit home, baby. When he Yeah. Got your bologna
0: sandwich. He was like, "Hell no!" Like, no. And he, he, he was. I'm telling y'all that it took us 24 hours to get back to get get our shit back together. Cause he <laughs> oh my god!
2: So listen, why? Uh-uh. What did
0: he say when y'all got back together? Like, did he say, "You know
2: what? I oh, was tripping,"
0: or did you he, say you was tripping? So okay. So what happened? He, oh Lord! It, I'm telling y'all, I he made me feel like a monster. So I, I mean, I'm a female. <laughs> I mean, I had to get, you know, I had to get submissive. I had to, you know, wheel my man back in. But I'm telling y'all, you would have thought I was the, like, he was butt naked in a, in the basement tied up. um, You know what I'm saying? And I, and, and the floor was wet and I might stick a hot cord or something from time to time. Like, that's how he made it seem. But. We How we got past it was I really was trying to explain to him like, you know, I didn't mean anything by that and I would never treat him you know, any kind of way under any circumstances. I just actually like baloney. And what I was trying to say was me being upset I would not have been in the mood to, you know, fix no food do any of that stuff because of the situation that we had just encountered. So we man, I I mean, he basically was like, I oh, I just a past relationship made him made him feel that way, and right. like it, it was it was something bigger than the bologna sandwich. But after we really talked about it, you know, we kind of, we went back. I'm telling you, 24 hours, we went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And after I think he realized I was really being sincere about it, it just. It just stopped. You know what I'm saying? Well, he saw I was upset because I didn't mean any harm. Right. He kind of just calmed down, and um, we just we made up. And then the next day, it was like all was the like dudes on his yeah, all the dudes on in his thing bought all their bologna sandwiches. And, and it was like, dude, she was just playing. You know what I'm saying? So it 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 just took for him to understand where I was coming from. But girl, about two weeks later. The nigga to say, "I ain't to lie though, baby. Don't fry bologna sandwiches, dude." Man, me Man. you know what? I think, you
2: know what? I think you should have him on the show next, and I think the show should be called "Bigger Than Bologna."
0: Hey, I, I'm telling you, but I told him, I told him I did tell the bologna sandwich uh uh story. He got quiet for a minute because it, it almost <laughs> like he had a flashback. <laughs> But he was like, for real, babe, you told that. I was like, yeah, because, man, like, we damn near broke up over a bologna sandwich, <laughs> and these people need to That's know. Normal. You know what I'm saying? But he he's cool now. I mean, but no, I'ma tell you, damn the bologna sandwich, it be stuff that y'all be putting together that trumps <laughs> a bologna sandwich. He had me make something with some coffee and some uh cut up uh, um melted Jolly ranchers and Kool-Aid fried and with Fried Candy. Yes. I was like, Y'all drink this shit? <laughs> yes. For energy. I... Man's better than crunk
2: juice,
0: baby. Man, <laughs> man, y'all be having some stuff too. Y'all be putting together that I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh. He be like, no, nah, no, nah, you want you you gotta try this. I'm telling you, it's good, it's good. I'm like, oh no about that. Yes, girl, we cook with
1: them flat irons, we make them noodle burgers.
0: Some yeah, things be real. busting. Yeah, okay, so really what is a, a
1: noodle burger like? The noodle noodles. Yeah, you know how you get a uh, a regular soup um noodle, like a chili, a beef or shrimp oriental, mm-hmm. and you um you take it out of the pack, you kind of wet it a little bit, and you put like mayonnaise or butter on the inside, whatever you like, and you sprinkle a little seasoning on it, and you could put whatever in the middle, like you could use beef and cheese sticks, you can use spam. You can use chicken, tuna. you can use tuna, whatever you want in the middle. You can put your pickles, onions,
2: um, what else going there? Whatever you
1: want can go in there. Anything.
2: And you know what? Just you know how you split the. You know we talking about when you split the noodle in half because you know it's like two parts to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, so. It's like a sandwich but you know what I mean? You fill it up yourself. Wow. Some people, some people melt cheese and stuff on top of it, but you put that thing in the microwave where you, where you wrap it up in some saran wrap and put it on the flat iron. Oh my God. Not See, that's what did. I'm
0: saying. That, that to me, like a bologna sandwich compared to like, that, that right is now. that is nothing. Like, <laughs> that is nothing. I mean, we're talking about some real creativity. Uh, so, what about the makeup? I told Michelle I need to know how how are these girls making makeup i be seeing like you know the little eyeshadow when because you know i watch um i watch the little prison love stories and stuff like that so i be seeing them with the you know with the makeup and i'm like where did they get the makeup from i saw a girl say she do something with the magazine and the what's up
2: like you know what i you know what you know what's crazy is because you know they just kind of like uh evolved a little bit where you was able to order makeup and get makeup sent in but before then you know people was using color pencils I ain't even a lot of breaking down in color pencils All types oh wow of okay uh, and not only with the color pencil, they was using like real like um making it look like paint it was crazy like you make lipstick dye your hair they was putting kool-aid in their hair but you now, know I
0: did hear about the kool-aid my extra, my friend Tracy uh said something about the kool-aid because my hair in the in the um summertime is sometimes it's red and she'd be like you don't got you want to got that kool-aid red girl you don't want to put I, kool-aid in your hair and i'm like oh they do that yeah <laughs> kool-aid and look
2: and once they put that kool-aid in their hair it's so hard to get out baby you have a kool-aid smile for the whole year
0: to, i'm to, sure to it is, that's a different type the kool-aid be all on your fingers for a minute it be all on your scalp it yeah that's, a
2: long time. wow <laughs> but you know what they they have evolutionized you know, being able to get stuff like that—that's I, I cool. So. But you know what? The thing now, what I did notice is one of my friends went out to um, they went out to uh, like an outside medical appointment, like where they had to go to an actual doctor or a hospital, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know, she also had uh, there was also another van with the men on there. Okay, oh. that that also had to go to the same you know physician or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she tell me she get in there. And she said, this dude hit the corner when I tell you, whole face beat.
0: Just Whoa. like,
2: yes, like on point, like better than, than uh videos fe- on, on TikTok. Whoa. <laughs> I'm for real. She, she couldn't believe it. She was like, how did he do that? And, you know, Whoa. I, guess, I guess it was his secret. They, they say was- some of them be melting down M&M's
1: and Skittles. Oh, like for the uh, for the for the color, for the color. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Some men, uh, my homeboy, that's what did like fifteen years told me that's what the the guys used to do. They melt down candy and use it. I don't know how that works. Let me uh, find
0: out. Even in jail, <laughs> they face be more beat than the female. Like, well, like, oh, they'd they be fine.
2: Fine to death.
0: Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. They look better than the girls. So now how how do you how do you maintain? a relationship on, on a woman's side because you know how how when guys go to jail you got the good woman like me who will you know <laughs> stay down and you know all this kind of stuff but i know if i went to jail i i just i know it. i know a dude is gonna be out here miss I, I just don't see it i don't see a man staying down period oh. i don't I, I, I couldn't even trust that
1: yeah, I wouldn't either. Like, when I came in, I didn't, deal, I didn't deal with nobody like that seriously the whole time. And I wasn't trying to because I'm not going to play with myself and I ain't going to play with you, you know. So, I just kept everything at the surface level. Yeah. Friends, you know, because I just, that wasn't really my focus, you know. I mm-hmm. wasn't in prison to be in a relationship. I didn't come yeah. in a relationship and I wasn't trying to get a one. I came. You know, I'm, I'm in prison clearly because I need to be, you know, transformed. So I had to get into Michelle and do some introspection and get my mind right and, you know, heal my issues and my trauma and be the best person I could be. So relationship was not on my on the on the menu. Um but unfortunately um, fortunately I ended up getting in relationship with females. <laughs>
0: a few females girl lives. that one unfortunately <laughs> i'm just playing
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes it was because before prison we just had sex but so was it so was it what 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 was the term was it uh day for stay or <laughs> what what is it called well i guess you could say that but you know i, I kind of dealt with women previously before you know it wasn't yeah. nothing um serious but I, yeah. I have been with a woman but um yeah i guess you know it is it's something to pass your time but then you really do you know you like people you end up so in love you know i, I you know what i'm saying i fell in love with a girl so it happens you know in that small space and yeah
0: you know so but so what it, is a relationship like in, in in jail like what do you do like you know what i'm saying like like what do you what do you do do you just sit in a room do, do y'all go like what do you do like you can't date but if you do like that's what deep, that's the
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if you stay together, I mean, you can go to go to child together. You can watch TV. Yeah. You can hang in the room. Um, You know, I guess have sex if you want to um eat together. You know, you can just spend time together. It just depends on your relationship and what's the basis of your relationship. You know, some yeah. people, the younger ones or the, the crazy ones, all they want to do, you know, is. Have sex and argue mm-hmm. and fight and Jump on oh each other. Not yeah, arguing yeah. and fighting. It's toxic. It's toxic. Females have the right. the most toxic relations I've ever seen in
0: my life. Wow, but you know what? I can see that. I can see yeah. that. Uh, and the reason why I say I can see that is because I've never been a female that had a lot of female friends. I always vibe with dudes more because of the messiness yeah. and the petty and the mm-hmm. competition and the, you know what I'm saying. So I could I could actually see that. I can mm-hmm. see that because I just know how women are, you know, in
2: general. I mean, I'm just gonna add to that because, you know, I I feel like um, you know, meaningful relationships can come from any gender, right? But yep. Um, so you know, what you choose to hang around, you know, that's definitely your preference if you uh-huh. have an opinion of a certain gender, right? So, you know, in in prison. When you are in an intimate relationship, when I tell you, it really gets intense. Mm-hmm. And I think the intensity of the emotion is more of a reason why it can get real toxic. You know what I mean? I mean, of course, like the pettiness too, but when I tell you when you when you are around somebody, you live in the dorm with them. That's you're a lie. You hanging out with them. You guys are sharing. Because remember, as women, we share. We yeah. get personal. So yeah. you're you're sharing your your life with this person. You are literally like spending day and night just kind of really getting to know this person on a deeper level. And then you come in the dorm after you done went to group and she laid up in the bed with another woman doing the same thing. Oh, you don't
0: flip. You so know it's, it's like right. coming home. Yeah, you get cheated on. <laughs> but yeah. I can see it so it's close quarters like you have no yes. no face. Yes. That's yeah. like being up going to work with your mate, coming home to your mate, like that's way too much. Yeah. So and I can see yeah, I could see it um being like that and then you already kind of in a vulnerable yeah. Head space. You. Yeah, thank you you're you. definitely in a vulnerable headspace.
2: Have you ever broke up with somebody and they still lived in your house? <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, my. Okay. So, yes, I have. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it it was. And this is so crazy because me and my best friend had the same conversation. But I broke up with him and I came home and he was on the phone like talking to a girl. But what who he was talking to, I don't know. But they I knew they were having a conversation about me. And so, when he got off the phone, I just politely said, you know, we are not together. I'm not tripping. You know, but I would appreciate if you would just, if you're going to talk to females, just do it outside my house. You know what I'm saying? Especially if you're going to be putting my name and stuff. And before I could even turn my back good, it was like we just got into a fight. That was the first fight I ever got into um, with a guy. And that was the last fight <laughs> I ever got into with the guy. And I—I I mean, we were done. We were done at that point. But we had bro- We had been broken up for like a month. And I was so—I think I did everything up under the sun to make this man leave. I mean, I was like saying out. I—I—I <laughs> I, I was doing. I was doing everything. I was doing everything, and I was like, he won't leave. <laughs> why won't he leave see but <laughs> Rashida, but it was no emotions choice. though so I can't you know what I'm saying I can't I think I was at that uh stage you know what I'm saying so it was it was really no more emotion so I couldn't imagine breaking up with somebody and still had these feelings and it's a lot of confusion nah, it, it, I was done I just wanted the nigga to to, to go mm-hmm. see but you
2: know what he, he made a choice he wanted to stay there yeah, he when- did, he did, he did. <laughs> in prison, you could break it with somebody, and they can't oh, even Jesus, and you're still
0: stuck in the room.
2: Like, you are stuck in the room, and even if you're not stuck in the room, you're stuck in the dorm. So, every time you leave out your room, you might walk past her and her other, uh, you know, girlfriend. They might be sitting at the TV looking at you crazy. Then the new girlfriend's all intimidated because she's like, you live in the dorm and it's and then he she trying to come see you at night behind the girlfriend back it's
0: just it's it's drama okay it definitely sounds like drama and i did not look at it that way i could not be locked in the same room with an ex i
1: know
0: you know what i'm saying like i'm sitting in my room right now and i'm looking like oh <laughs> hell no you know what i'm saying like i can how hide like uh uh-uh. uh, that 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 has definitely that's got to be hard because you know free world we break up. I ain't got I I ain't, I haven't seen one of my exes in a long ass time. Like we don't run into each other or nothing. So I could only imagine having to deal with that. Ooh, yeah, that that's, that's really some, bad. That's some drama. That's some drama. That is definitely some drama. So then, what are some of the fun? Like what are some of the things that you did? Like learn? Like like. Fun stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like not, not just not survival or you know anything like that, but just you know what I'm saying? Like some some things you might have might have just picked up that you know skills or you know what I'm saying? Just anything that you know you could take from where you were and turn it into something good. Okay, that is definitely a good
2: question. Um, and one day let me let me think about that for a second, Rashid. What is a skill? that I learned that's kind of lighthearted. Hmm. That I can take with I'm pretty sure it's tons of stuff. But you know what? I I used to know how to I learned how to do a lot of drawing and arts and crafts. That's and good. Like, that's good I dope. really I really got in touch like with my like um like my um inner like artistic self. Like I okay. used to, you know, like I wrote like a lot of poems and stories. Kind of really like delved into a talent that I really didn't know I had- mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did a lot of dancing there too, so it's it's just like per person it's just kind of like you know everybody there is gonna be a MacGyver. okay yeah, you're definitely gonna learn, you're gonna learn how to rig everything yeah, okay? you know what I'm not even trying to be funny, but the other day we were stuck the um uh somebody could not get in the building. And they basically was like, "Hey, listen, can you break in the building?" Like <laughs> well, I okay. You know I didn't even know whether to be offended or not. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was like, "Um, give me that ID card. Let me get a paper clip." Um, turn your back real quick. Clap your hands three times. And yeah, I'm let me real. not let you know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: I had for real and before you knew it, I'm telling you, they was trying to get in that room for about 45 minutes. When I tell you, me and, my, and the other person that was with me got in that room in like 15 minutes. It was sad. Wow. <laughs> it was sad, baby. So, you you know how to rig some stuff. You also know how to be um, like... On time, but late. It <laughs> don't even make... I get it. I get, it. I but, get
0: yeah,
2: it. You get it. You. Get I get it. it. So I definitely you, get it. You know how to hurry up, but you know that you're never going to be on time to get to where you need to be. So you you kind of learn how to be really like resilient and adjust yourself, which is kind of crazy. You learn how to. It's sad, but it's it's kind. of You kind of learn
0: how to conform. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have to. I mean, I, I would. Like I'm, I'm a homebody. Like I love being in the house. You know, I love watching movies and all kind of stuff. I always say, you know, with the COVID and the quarantine, you know, oh, I've been, I've been quarantined all my life. Like I'm a loner. You know, I don't have to be around a whole lot of people, but it's by choice. So I, I always think about like even with my husband, like with that 23 hour lockdown, is he going through right now? I just being free. And, and choosing to stay in one room or not come out the house is one thing but how do you actually get through that headspace like I'm not going home like I'm like I'm not going home I can't come out of here and then I got to do 10 years like how do you even begin to process that like is it a a, a time frame is you know is does it take a minute, like how does that play on? How do you cope? Basically, like how? Okay, say what you said again. How, how 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 do you actually cope with when you went when you went to jail? Not even when you went to jail, but when you knew you're not coming out of this situation. Like like when you got to where you was going, you wasn't coming home. Like how do you how, how did you cope with? I just can't walk up out of here, and not even that. I got to be here for X amount of time. Like, how did you cope with that? Well, my my coping um, mechanism was hope and
1: faith and and trusting in God. Like, I never ever believed I had a life sentence. Um I never claimed it, and I just always knew deep in my heart. Like, I was like, oh, this is I'm not gonna be here. You know, I, my sentence getting overturned. I'm, this is not my this come through this like i told myself these um these sayings all the time and I believed it is you know whatever you believe you're going to receive so I never believed that I was going to be there that long and I always had an optimistic mindset like no matter what you know was going on I knew that I was going to get through this so Mm -hmm. keeping that positive mindset and just getting in like I said getting to myself and, and fixing what I need to fix and learning taking every class trying to learn everything I can learn, every skill, you know, and giving back. That was my biggest thing, giving back. I love mentoring and teaching people everything that I have learned from my experiences. So just just elevating my knowledge, going to school, getting my associates, not getting my bachelor's, just doing things for Michelle, which that kept me grounded. And just, you know, my mindset, it's all about what you what you believe. So I knew I had to go through this situation, to be the woman that I'm destined to be, so I I went through it, and now
0: I'm uh, it's at the end, and
1: hey, I'm better than ever.
0: And I, as your friend, am really proud of you because, um, I I just I mean I witnessed it, like I really did witness it. And your spirit has always been good. Like if you had a down day, I I couldn't really. I couldn't tell you know you 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 did good with just keeping your mind focused um staying in school wanting to learn more, and I'm definitely proud of you, and I know that you will definitely um do good with your testimony because the Michelle that I knew before i mean you come not saying you come a long way like in a bad way mm-hmm. but we both come from the club atmosphere you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and being in those type of elements and you know i mean it's it's you pick up a lot of bad habits you deal with a lot of um the 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 relationships they they're they're bad too cuz a lot mm-hmm. of them you know they come from the club environment mm-hmm. so what we dealt with you know coming from there and the Michelle that you are now it's like it's amazing like it's it's definitely a wonderful wonderful thing to actually witness and the one question that I do have for you because of everything you just said do you think that this time saved you
1: most definitely um uh, you know i never I never was a bad person I'm not a bad person but I made a lot of bad choices, um, mm-hmm. and you know my environment, people I choose to hang around, and you know I felt like I needed to be alone in a confined. It wasn't prison that actually did it. It was it was me being in that confined space, away quiet, from, mm-hmm. yeah, away from that environment, away from family and friends. You know, time I had to sit down and just get into Michelle and, and see what was going on because I was headed to destruction. You know. So I felt like I needed that time to get myself together and and it was because I chose to get myself together. It wasn't mm-hmm. because of the what the prison had. It's because what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I dug into myself. I utilized all the resources and, you know, my prayer and my faith and and everything. So you know, God helped me because I wanted it. You know, I wanted to change. If I didn't want to change, I can be still sitting there like a lot of people, still stuck 15 years, 20 years, still bitter, angry, still the same person. Actually, then got worse.
0: Or come so, out and still be with the same, you know, the same mm-hmm. old, same old, like most people do sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's, you got to really want it. If you want yeah. it, you
1: can have it. You can have anything you want. <laughs> you can, Anything you want, you put your mind to it. If you believe it, you're going to receive it. So I wanted it, you know, I wanted it bad enough. And and hey, I got what I needed. So now I'm just ready to go on my next journey, you know, transform, renew, rejuvenate it, and just being the best
0: person I can be. Absolutely. Well, I am definitely, like I said, I, I'm I'm proud of you. And hey, the whole the whole world know that because <laughs> say something about Michelle if you wanted to on social media. Oh my God, that that wasn't a good day for whoever said something. And <laughs> You know, I fall for my friend and everybody knows that, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I know who Michelle is like Michelle, you know, not this person in the, in the, in the paper, not this person in the folder, you know, all this, all this crap, you know what I'm saying? so I, I always, you know talked about your walk and and the journey that you was on and how good you were doing and because i was really proud of you and i wanted people to see just like the purpose of this podcast is to actually show the good side you know what i'm saying it's not it's good people behind the wall you know everybody is not a straight up monster and you know, they people turn their nose down to, you know, incarcerated people or, or ex-inmates and all that kind of stuff. I just wanted to shed light on the positive because everybody makes mistakes. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. So I'm proud of you, friend. And Jojo, I, you know, I'm of course, I'm going to get to know you. I mean, I want to know your story. I think you're super cool. So, hey, I'm proud of you, too, girl.
2: Oh, thanks I wanted, <laughs> I wanted to add because you know michelle you know i've done i've done a lot of time with michelle but i just got to know michelle in, in, in more depth when i um when i was her roommate and um you know we would always get into debates and say hey did the did, did prison change you did prison save you so it's so funny that you ask that question and just listening to michelle like you know her terminology and the way she has um, addressed that question is really different because in the end, you know, prison is an institution um, that is framed around punitive justice, right? Like Mm -hmm. punishment, right? Mm -hmm. And um, because the justice system is punishing you for committing a crime against society, right? Mm -hmm. Yet in this punishment, you know, it's it's supposed to be characterized around um giving you like rehabilitative programs and and different type of counseling services and trauma so you could come out and just face society at whole. However, it does not do that. Mm-hmm. It like like Michelle said, it you have to want it. You have to strive for it, you know, and you have to really um, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, you have to look in the mirror and you have to say, you know what? I ended up here. How did I end up here? What is the context around it? How can I change it? What do I need to do? You begin to really go into self-reflection. So, you know, I just I, you know, I love being around people like Michelle because they are we they're here to motivate us and and just say that we are we're here to um represent that change is
0: always within it's always within you girls you girls you women you amazing black women you guys are the shit to me <laughs> and uh, i don't and care <laughs> i don't too. care like this is what you're e- doing. even yes. listening even listening to you guys speak you know i feel like it needs to be heard you know what i'm saying because it is it's a it's some it's a way it's 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 a way to help people to magnify that on other people so they won't get in these situations because there's a little girl somewhere you know who's actually headed down the wrong pathway you know and just don't and it could be they don't love themselves it's just it's the smallest little things um that put people and bad head spaces that make them do things that will mess up their whole entire life. And, and it's not worth it, you know, because it could be something so it could be a Michelle or a Jojo that they just really need to talk to that simple, you know, that, that they need to um follow behind or, or get some life lessons because they'd be lost. You know, a lot of times they're really, really lost. So, before we go, I just have a question for both of you guys. What would you say to little JoJo and little Michelle? (laughs) Little
2: JoJo little Jojo. tell me what would you say to little JoJo right now? (laughs) Put that bologna sandwich down little JoJo. (laughs) (laughs) Little JoJo don't eat that. I (laughs) I would tell little JoJo to you know, it sounds cliche but believe in your dreams believe in yourself you can do anything and not let nobody tell you anything different and just shoot for the stars
1: yeah i kind of i i agree with that too but i also would um tell her to love herself everything starts with self-love when you love yourself and know your value and your worth you will make better choices all around whether it's
0: relationships facts
1: anything right. so love yourself first
0: and know your worth know your worth that's right that's right and i totally agree with that well i love you guys and I you really, really yeah, she, we love you i really appreciate you guys um doing this and like i told the listeners that hey this is this is every friday so i am quite sure they will definitely be tuning in because I mean, it's just telling your story and it's keeping it real. And it's definitely going to help someone, somebody listening right now is feeling this, whether they did time, didn't do time, know somebody who's done time. Um, and they're seeing it from, it's humanized, you know, it's humanized to listen to two, you know, black women speak so intelligently you know, using great verbiage and not sounding, you know, ratchet or, you know, giving some crazy, you know, story or the status quo, so to speak. Um, it is very uplifting. It's very uplifting. It's very encouraging. And I hope that we definitely did our job tonight. I hope we really did. So, guys, you gotta tune in every Friday That's to right. All right. We look, t- this is—I don't care what they say, guys. We are in the chow hall. Damn it! Yeah, yeah. straight. <laughs> Man, we gotta get out of the
1: chow we hall. We're in the, the chow hall.
2: <laughs>
0: so, can we leave the chow hall? <laughs> we, we in child hall. We the chow hall. We're going. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. Yes, yes, we're gonna. Yeah, most definitely, most definitely. <laughs> but yes, next Friday, guys, tune in. Um, with JoJo, myself, and Michelle. Yeah. All right.
1: Good night.
0: Well, this concludes another bonus episode. Thank you for joining me on yet another part of my journey. You can catch this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. If you'd like to message me for questions and comments, click the episode website link. Hope you guys enjoyed the new segment, Child Hall Conversations. Thanks again for joining me. Please continue listening. Please continue subscribing. Stay blessed. Stay safe. And welcome to wedlock.